Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, so yeah, Dave. Um, so today, then, I mean, there's a few things that influence what we're going to talk to today, but we, you know, we're always trying to keep kind of present yeah. stuff, aren't we? And you know, this. This year, and especially this season, I think, has thrown up things that really we haven't had to deal with before. No, yeah, it's been um, um, it's been interesting. Yeah, well, you know, they've probably, the the, the word like test us, right? The word unprecedented has been thrown around a lot <laughs> since sort of uh, the dawn of twenty twenty. But actually, we did have a bit of an unprecedented season in COVID, um, yeah. and it kind of it, it did. It's like everything, you know. Just as you begin to relax and think that you're settling into business as usual, the Himalaya yeah. likes to throw a curveball and remind you that it is a pretty and can be a pretty inhospitable place. Yeah. Um, and you are going to an area where there are, you know, quite real dangers and and there's certain ways and means that you can protect <coughs> yourself Excuse against me. those dangers, both yeah. mentally and physically. Um, so what we yeah. thought about it is, well, we'll we'll talk about just that. Um, yeah. You know, there's been a, a, a real big season, probably the biggest we've ever had on record, not just for Evertrek as well, but for Nepal um yeah. you know that bottleneck of people that were planning to go but postponed due to covid they've all been piled into the last two seasons and this one in particular so it did present a lot of its own sort of challenges. unique challenges you know and yeah and, and yeah you know i'm i was great i slept the other night that was good <laughs> first time in a couple of weeks <laughs> oh, um, the training weekend yeah yeah oh karen Bardet has turned up karen how you doing mate thanks for your card yeah. Um, I know we haven't to, um, yeah, you, you sent us a little letter and, and a jacket as well. So, Karen, hope all is well, mate, in life. Karen Badet. Shona as well. Um, I hope all is well. Just on for a wee bit today. Great stuff. Good to see you, Shona. Yeah, we just following on from what Dave was saying there around things kind of cropping up. And, you know, we, we don't want to cite Debbie Downer again. We, you know, we want to um, obviously, you know, keep this as, as positive as we can because I think. You know, by um, you've said there's loads of, about knowledge dispels fear and just talking about certain things yeah. that, you know, do happen because this is adventure travel. This is, uh, you know, the treks we do, um, you know, should really be labeled as holidays. I know a uh, technical term um, that we, we like to kind of get rid of that word. But no, we, you know, we, we want to talk about trips because if everyone knows what they're getting themselves into, um, I think it just stops you know um a lot of things from from coming about and and also as well there's i think there's a mental side to this because um i know whoever's on here now uh, obviously marky v is back back from cambo i'll oh, had hope you had a good time yeah um you know mark will know you know he's been around the community a long time um you know there's things that are part of the community that if you weren't part of it and you weren't trekking um you know that's very dangerous in its own right isn't it just by not doing stuff what's the danger of not doing trekking of not going on on treks and expeditions and things like that so there's a, there's kind of a, a flip side um to a lot of this stuff and we thought well you know um generally people who are on the on the live they're booked on trips or they're thinking about booking on trips maybe they've been on trips and they've obviously there's some of these questions so anything to do with anything like um you know some of the dangers some of the things that might you know uh, that, that do happen um drop them in the in the comments so we can we can me and dave can chat about them and, yeah. and give our own views on it um, and as well as that as well, I mean, I thought we'd, we'd, let's start off with, with something because we usually leave it. But I think all of you who are, um, 
um, you know, all of you who have joined in right now, if, if, if you've been part of the community for any length of time, you know that, you know, we've uh, obviously it's, it's been a, it's been a mad couple of years, but we've uh, kind of, you know, always tried to, to move things and grow the business as much as we can. Um, and a big part of that actually was um, I don't know if you saw a post in, in the in the probably about two weeks ago. We did a little dip test on on potentially opening up um, some investment in Evertrack. Um, you know, had a great response on that. A lot of people registered. I think we had over 260 people register. Um, yeah, we're pleased to say that um, with Cedars, who is an investment platform, um, we're now all set up um, and ready to go. And uh, yeah, you can now pre-register uh, for the crowdfunding. Now, it's actually open in two weeks, but today is, is, is kind of the, the, the launch day. So um, I'm sure one of the Yetis is on links. I think it's Lauren or Vicky. Um, if you can pop the in the link uh, the um, to the actual crowdfunding page, you can go in there and just uh, this is just registration. So there's no commitment at this stage. This is just basically um, seeing how many kind of investors we can get. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but we're really excited, Dave. I mean, I, I know it's you know kind of strange getting to this stage that actually allow the community to actually invest in Evertrack. I know. Well, well, it was always, <laughs> it was always something that we've kind of been yeah interested in. Not necessarily the the funding, but ways of Connecting with the connecting community. with the, with yeah, the wider yeah, yeah. community because one of the big things that we yeah. we we really drive at Evertrack and if anyone ever asks me why should I book with Evertrack what's different one of yeah. the things I always say is well you know you can book with other companies and do the same trips and you'll probably have a wonderful time but one thing you don't actually get is that is the community is yeah. you guys you're actually part of the business already but now it can actually be tangible and real yeah. and huge it is <laughs> like because it's crazy like the coming together of knowledge that all of you guys do. Yeah. You know, not just the people that watch this live, although you are the hardcores, <laughs> but everyone that watches every week on YouTube, that catches up on Facebook, that messages us on anyone, podcast. Yeah, the podcast, anyone that's yeah. done a trip, anything like that. Um, the value that you guys bring is is astounding, you know. And yeah. I learn every day from being part of this community and hopefully everyone else does. Yeah. And it is an amazing thing now to be able to say, Well, let's formalize that connection with a with a with a contract. <laughs> yeah, and, and just goes without saying as well, because um we, we put the link in there and um obviously we want to make sure that um with this, because we're not regulated by the FCA, um the Financial Conduct Authority, the CEDARS are. Um so anything we do is is not investment advice. Um, you know, when when investing capital is at risk, just want to put that out there. Um whenever we do statements like this, we just want to we want to keep everything above board. Was that the small print? Uh, that was the small print. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Normally, you say that really fast. Capital. I know, I know, I know, because <laughs> yeah. we, we want to, yeah, you know, want to do it the right the right way, right? And um, although it's a great opportunity, um, you know, and uh, for you guys to, to pre-register, um, which is huge for us. Um, you yeah. know, we, we've obviously got to put that forward. Um, but right, anyway, so links there. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking it uh, and, and getting emails and, and reaching out to community in different ways. But I wanted, uh, we did reach out to this morning to the first people who did. Um, it was only about an hour ago, actually, but basically the people who showed an interest first. Um, but then you guys are the next people to know. So, yeah, I hope that is um, some awesome news. And like Dave said, it, it just just feel like, um, um, you know, being part of Evertrack, being part of the journey with you. Um, yeah, we're really excited uh, about that. So, yeah, get pre-registered. Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, obviously, with the, with the links there, capitals at risk with that. Great stuff. Right, Dave, let's get into, into the crux. I know. I have to, I'm just, <laughs> and he's like, the FCA's not knocking on my door. But no, honestly, honestly, no, it, it, it is good. I'm really excited about it. And obviously, you know, the the the, the funding that we raise as well yes. is going to send us into the stratosphere. Yeah. You know, we get questions every week. What What's trips next? What's trips next? What's happening next? And yeah. we want to make sure that we kind of lay the, ro lay the road ahead of the car, you know, so we don't run out of yes. road when we're driving. Um, analogy of the week. <laughs> but, uh... No, that's good though, because I mean, yeah, the, the things were obviously, um, you know, we will send this an email. Big things are uh, obviously new trips. You know, we've got a lot of things that we wanted to um, create. Um, so a big part of it will be about the trips and starting new trips in countries we're not operating in. And, and we've got a lot, you know, if you've been part of the Evertrek community, you'll know we've got a lot in the background we want to release yeah. <clears throat> and more future future adventures. Um, then we've got the, the internal booking systems, the website we want to improve um you know which uh, just to make it a, a nice experience for you guys um and then also improving all the all the, the ancillary stuff one of them being the kind of app that you're using you know we want to try and um, bring some new features to that and develop that with vamos um you know so that and, and then the, the another big thing then is starting some community events hmm. um you know which uh, we're really excited to put into action over the next couple of years and just connect closer and get closer with you guys awesome um 
yeah so that's it right pitch out the way <laughs> yeah emily's uh listening while driving so i just want to okay. give out um uh just a little traffic report that if you do see a horse box on the road please do give it some space and time don't beep your horn too loudly respect the horses that are inside that horse box um and the driver i'm sure uh, i'm sure emily with her uh, equestrian knowledge um is, is uh, that, that wasn't see. that wasn't for emily that was just for everyone else that, was it that was for everyone else who's I mean, on the that road was listening to look after Emily and her, <laughs> and, her, and her magnificent beasts, which um, under no circumstances will I ever climb on the back of. Um, <laughs> right, let's go for it, Dave. High altitude dangers. Why yes. is going to high altitude danger, Russ? And what danger are the present Russ. dangers? I thought you called me Russ then. Yeah, I've got I've got a mate called Russ. I might call him yeah. Danger Russ. It's good. I think of him. Um, yeah. So the Nick, first thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I think we're going to do is would we've got loads of topics that written yes. down that we we want to sort got of throw at you guys. This? Wow. I wrote them as well. Yeah, you, this is prepared. Yeah. Um, but the first one, I guess, is, and yeah. we're going to start obvious, and then we'll work our way yeah. towards the more nuanced stuff. Okay. The most obvious one is, and I'm going to high altitude. Yeah. So am I good? Am I am I going to be okay? You're fine. Yeah. I mean, what? So what? Uh, uh, is, is it okay if I have a burger and a little water? I, I see where you're going. Yeah. Firstly, yeah. Is, is, is the body. Um, you know, you've got to look after yourself, number one. Um, I think taking personal responsibility, um, you know, because obviously you're coming on a trip, um with us and the guide and and, and the support staff will, will will take care of you um but i think it's uh, whenever we're, whenever we're on trips or we're with um you know certain ever trackers and we kind of get a, a feel for things i think it's always nice and, and and kind of easier all around if people take personal responsibility of their own health yeah um you know that's watching where you're going what you're eating um you know what you're drinking <clears throat> you know anything that comes with uh, your own health really um, yeah. it can also be beforehand so your fitness it could be, um, you know, how you eat, your nutrition. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that before and, and arriving on your trip in in good. Uh, <laughs> so I just read Brian's comments. Topics written down. You mean there's a plan to these tunings? Mate, sometimes there's a plan to this chaos. Yeah, did you never watch Badil and Skinner un, un, unplanned? <laughs> it's relatively the same deal, but, you know. Short notes. Short yeah, notes. Like, like even they, I guarantee, you would have had notes on the stage. They would have had some, topics. some cards or something. But, but no, yeah. it, it's it is it's just the before it's the during and, and just taking that personal responsibility for for your own health um which i know is easier said than done when you go into certain parts of the world where things happen yeah um because you know that as part of adventure travel there's always going to be things that crop up um compared to you know if you were going on a beach holiday for instance i mean things happen then too um you know if you're going hiking or something <clears throat> you know slips trips falls um anything anything to do with the landscape you know that it is challenging it can you know obviously it's it our opinions and, and feelings on it is that you know you do need to take personal responsibility for that um that being said you know shit happens like and, and it, it has happened before um to us you know we've we've tripped over we've fallen i know i swore well it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a turn of phrase all right well I'll, I'll, maybe i'll beat that out <laughs> all right, but it yeah. does doesn't it i mean but both yourself and you know you you've been in an activity where you've done your knee in you know knowing yeah. the risk but you still did it because and you know gone okay that was, and you've gone back to it but because of your knowledge and your experience now yeah you've you've conquered that but you took personal responsibility to learn from what happened yeah no 100 yeah. percent, and that's it when we talk about personal responsibility yeah. obviously it's not to kind of just it's not to say that you're not looked after we do everything yeah, that we yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. but ultimately we can't walk for you we can't train for you yeah. and we can't eat and drink and clean for you and all yeah. of those things are things that play a hand you know yeah um i and i think that getting out there and being as physically prepared as you can is a real real big thing um because i i will hands up admit i have gone on trips that i've been underprepared for physically and i thought what happens is you start in this it's almost like a snowball effect yeah and you've got to kind of get to the summit and get back down again before the snowball breaks apart right mm -hmm. sometimes you're able to do it sometimes not it all depends on that the way the dice goes yeah. and certain things can play their hand to actually change that if everything goes well everything's perfect you have good weather you don't catch any bugs and anything like that then you, you're probably going to do it but the himalaya reminded us in a big way this season that perhaps we even started to not think about it because we've had a lot of good seasons where everything yeah, we always true. get bad weather yeah. we always get delays and things like that but we kind of know to within certain parameters when they're going to happen so we're prepared for them mm. himalaya threw us a curveball this time there was a big cyclone that hit nepal um yeah, into yeah. october which is highly unusual <clears throat> and it reminded us that this can be a very uncooperative 
remote world that you're mm -hmm. entering and you want to have some reserves in order to kind of look at take care of yourself yeah. i was chatting to some of the guys um on the training weekend steve um uh, martin and Derry, yeah, yeah and they were telling me you want to know going into something that you've at least learned educated and trained yeah so you've got enough to do it and have some in the tank now that's not always the case but just be aware that when you do go there things can change last minute um and you might have to kind of like adapt overcome and do things that you weren't expected to do um and yeah the himalaya really did throw us a curveball and remind us about that i think this year 100 percent. yeah so i just read what georgie said <laughs> i know um well georgie yeah i hope uh, i hope all is well mate um and i'm just reading some of your comments then but i know you've um you obviously come back and you had some injuries didn't you but i hope all is well <clears throat> and yeah certainly david you were talking then obviously you know, that there, there are certain things that do happen um you know and it's yeah so, sometimes you, you don't know these things are going to happen um you know like yeah it's, it's it's one of those isn't it that it just kind of hits you out of nowhere and you're kind of like okay what, what could i have done to stop that but sometimes you can't um i think the knowledge of going to an area that is inherently dangerous mm -hmm. uh being prepared that and um, with the knowledge that you know make sure your family knows as well that look you know things can happen you know my dad before i go on any trek you know he always gives me the stronger hug you know before i go because he in his mind um he's kind of like i go to dangerous areas in mine it's different because i've got the knowledge that one i'm in control of myself um i've got knowledge on the place i go and i can this managed danger obviously there's the unmanaged danger you know the things that happen the things that are out of your control and you know that's that is part of life i think um <clears throat> obviously on our trips we try and mitigate that as as much as possible um but still you know and, and we've got to be completely honest that things can happen and do happen yeah 100%. um you know and and as long as people are comfortable with that before going on trips then you know we're all in a good place um but yeah it, it is it is is one of those things that you're like oh you know what, what, what could we have done differently could we have gone a different way could we have made different decisions and sometimes you know on when you're trying to make um uh, decisions on the hop um some decisions can't be the right decision you know but they were made and then you know things happen and we always like to think okay what what can we learn from that then um on, in terms of going forward um, but yeah, it's, it's certainly, you know, especially like on the training weekend, you know, it was quite slippery. There were some bits that we had a few falls. Um, but again, you know, you go into the mountains, you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, it can be, can be slippery, can be dangerous, yeah. you know, but pe people know that, right? Well, that's my, something that I always tell people when we have like, we have trip chats and I talk yeah. to customers in person and on the phone. And mm -hmm. um, one, one thing I always try and tell them is, you know, that there is, and we do believe that anyone can do these amazing adventures yeah. and we don't like to talk anyone out of it by any stretch because i've been proven wrong time and time again with people that i thought would struggle and smash it and so there's no written script for who's going to be good and who's not going to be in the mountains and that script can change every time you go but i do think the one thing is some like i like to try and challenge the perception that because it's an organized trip yeah. that we go that everything is a hundred percent of the time going to play out as it's planned yeah um which isn't the case because even we have to adapt and make changes last minute i want to say paula brewer actually was previously i might be wrong because of annapurna, annapurna yeah had to paula, go to, was it was it yourself? i mean i think this was last year wasn't it when we reopened after covid yeah had to uh, initially Move. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah went went to do every space like camp, did, yeah and yeah. couldn't and couldn't get the couldn't get the flight to look and had to make a decision yeah. to go to annapurna it's not a lesser trip by any stretch but having that flexibility in the mind to to kind of be prepared before you go that that can happen is yeah. is is a big one i mean we had challenges that have never been experienced in nepal and our team have over 30 years of experience in nepal running these things and when the cyclone hit i was having calls from anuj every day he was in ramachap um, yeah and, and a little village mantali which is where we stay and he was telling me that there was um nigh on two thousand people nice, stuck it? there and for those of you that have been to ramachap the airport and have been to mantali the place you'll know that it's not Kathmandu. Yeah. it's not really equipped for that amount of people to be stuck there for any length of time um yeah and he <laughs> said it was um yeah it was it was pretty brutal 
Sorry, I love, I love all Lucy, but they always think I'm going to die when I go on adventure holidays. <laughs> I saw it in my will before going to Africa. Yeah. Well done, Luce. <laughs> um, uh, your trip to Africa looked amazing, by the way. Obviously, Killy. But um, yeah, the rest of it looked fantastic, and I hope, I hope all is well. Yeah. yeah, wasn't Paula Brewer then? Sorry, Paula. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i getting confused because it was a different Paula. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of Evertrack. There's a couple of Paula's. Sorry, Paula. Well, um, yeah, just home from EBC. You know, mate, I hope you had a good time. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. And yeah and and literally we so we, we had to make some like pretty snap decisions you know about yeah. what we do with these trips do we go to annapurna do we salvage the everest base camp mm. trip um the difficulty is once you've got two thousand people trapped in a single place is that that also means that there's a similar amount of people trapped at the other end it means some of those people are going to be sick helicopters <clears> are going to be almost impossible to come by so it, it's like this elaborate chess match with the weather you know, and you're trying to move your pieces, you know, around the board in such a way that you can get them to the finish line and the weather's putting blocks in front of you. So um yeah, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty intense time, even it was though a lot they, of even though they weren't there was a lot of tense, yeah. But um uh yeah, it was just I mean, luckily we've kind of moved on. I mean, just looking at yeah, some of the you know, because I know we did one um, about weather delays and things, you know, a while back. So we were too much into it, but it's um certainly moved on now and it's great it's just all these pictures coming from everest base camp um coming from other areas that just you know it's just nice just to see people out there on trips um you know with, with minimal impact um but yeah we go back to, to what we're talking about today about the dangers of it um is that you know yeah obviously things like where they do crop up and do affect um the, the level of danger but you know you've always talked about managed and unmanaged danger it's been a big subject i remember yeah. when like, uh, uh, to be honest, this, the real dangers of L2 Trekking was our very first podcast episode still, in 2019. Still one of the most successful, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, most downloaded. Most yeah, downloaded, yeah. danger in it, right? But no, it's it's important, though, because, you know, the whole reason we do any of this, um, you know, is, is in, um, you know, the, the content and, and, and helping you guys is that we want we want to be open and, and sort of just, you know, just say, look, this is this is how it is, guys. And then and then you can make the decision if that's for you. Um, the last thing we want to do is persuade you to go on something and then this surprises you. And you're like, oh my God, this wasn't what I wanted to know. So, you know, we hope that we're, we, we we put that across in a positive yeah. way because we, we always want to try and do this as positively as we can. But we know when you're talking about dangers, it's going to be talk about some negatives, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. But it's one of those things like to me, I was talking about this with some guys on the training weekend and I was saying like, what is a challenge, you know, and... A challenge to me, my interpretation of it is I'm taking on something where there's a likelihood I'll fail. You know, I'm 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 challenging myself against the obstacle that I'm trying to achieve, which yeah. could, the obstacle could, you know, well, the goal could be Everest Base Camp. The obstacle is the 11 days trekking. Yeah. The goal could be Kilimanjaro. The obstacle is the mountain, you know, and yeah. I'm betting on myself to be able to get up there and get back down safely. Um, but the challenge is that I might not. Yeah. You know, I might have to turn around. I have turned around. You know, like um, on on a um, Tukal, which yeah. we, which we, yeah, which, was hard. which we've talked about before. It was another decision. We yeah. were talking about it last night, even. Yeah, we were, yeah. And I was talking to Andy. I was saying it was a strange sensation, like turning around and going in the opposite direction to your friends who are yeah. and your teammates who are going up to the summit. And in that moment, you kind of, it feels like surreal. Yeah. Like, why am I going down? But I said to Andy, like, I was gutted not to be going up, but I was glad to be going down. Well, you, you, you made know? the right decision for that for that time. And, you know, that, that's all you can do. You, we, we all make decisions in life, don't we? You know, some, you know, I've made questionable decisions. I'm sure we've all made decisions. Um, I'm sure Brian Bright has made questionable decisions, um, <laughs> um, especially uh, with beers. But, yeah, it's you know, we all make these decisions sometimes with the information we've got. And, and you know, we're not always right, are we? You know, we, we lots of people make mistakes. Yeah. But that was the right decision you made because one, your safety was number one, mm -hmm. and you were smart enough and 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 swallowed your pride enough to make the decision, even though you're, you know, that ego part of you, because which we we all got, yeah, no. you know, we all like challenges. Was telling you, no, 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 Dave, you can I, work. I, yeah. I can't deny you. And when I post a picture of me summiting another mountain, yeah, I yeah. do feel like a sense of pride. Yeah, and they do say pride comes before the fall. So what I wanted to do was put my pride to one side before I fell yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and make it back That's down. True. That's true. I just said, Paula said, yes, he's looking forward to me. Go, yeah, I'm going back to... Um, You're going to February, right? Yeah, going yeah, to February. Yeah, yeah really, really going to hope Yesse is... Uh, to be honest, all the guides are amazing, but Yesse was the guy that led me to Killy Young the first time when we yeah, were. Great, so I'll always, great have, I'll always great have a soft spot for him. And he's also a great singer as well, um, which kind of helps, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that's it, like, 
that's one of the things that happens. You know, one of the the yeah. dangers we've we talked about here is managing in injuries, medical conditions, um, what the weather and the land can throw at you. So we've talked all about what the weather and the land can throw yeah. at you. Another aspect is yeah, managing your own health. One yeah. of the things that happened to me when I went out there was that I was sick before I left. I got sicker when I was there. Yeah, and and I knew that I was. Yeah, you know, health suffered, and my health, my, my health yeah, had yeah. suffered already. Yeah. So, looking after yourself in that respect, I mean, I suppose the, um, the lessons that I learned on that one was that I probably shouldn't have gone at that time. I should have I know. probably. It's probably me going. Come on, Dave, you'd be fine. Yeah. But actually, no. Yeah, you understand your body best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I thought I was yeah. okay. It's not yeah, until yeah. you start trying, and that can happen. And yeah. if it does, the important thing is not to be too beat up yeah. about it. Now um, it's not going anywhere. I'm going back. And you're exactly you're going back in the same year, mm -hmm. and you're going to smash it. Yeah, going back in the same year, yeah. in uh, more winter. Yeah, you know, because yeah. uh, I wanted the board to be set the same as what it was in April, <laughs> which is the end of winter. I'm going at the beginning of winter this yeah, time, yeah. so hopefully it's going to be cooler. Um, oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Imagine it not being a frying pan. Now that's very attractive. It was like the weekend. Um, yeah, um, the training weekend we just finished, which was fantastic. Um, you know, compared to the one in August, which was also fantastic, but it's different when you trek in like you know a ten degrees with wind on a ridge than in thirty five degrees. You know, where you've got no shade. Um, Sick of it. Yeah, and it's so it, you know it's, it depends on the you know, the environmental conditions is whilst we're talking about it is also key as well. Like yeah, you know the the, the lay of the land, the the, the severity of the slope. Um, you know things that happen to, to paths and you know um, landslides. Does they do happen? They recently happened. Um, you know, which which is things, especially in places. I mean, not so much here in the UK, right? But I know it does, but especially in in countries like Nepal, where they get a lot of rain, mm. and also as well, it's not that way well maintained because it's a third world country. Um, you know, and that that happens anywhere. I mean, there's landslides in 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 South America. There's earthquakes. There's avalanches. There's so much that we can't really control. No, yeah, and it but is difficult. And you can you can control how you approach it. Yeah, it's it like, managing fear is a big one. Yeah, I think you know when you go to these places. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time that I went to Everest base camp in 2016. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's strange, like the Evertrek didn't exist as it does now, <coughs> and I was looking for. This is one of the reasons why we we talk so much and why we yeah. often why we do these podcasts is because, like, I didn't have this mm. before I went. No, we didn't. So I was I was way more nervous than perhaps a lot of Evertrekkers are because yeah. although, <laughs> although everyone's nervous, like knowledge does dispel fear. 100%. And knowing what you're getting into and being prepared for something to happen yeah. at all times really makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Where when I first went there, I was I'd done as much <coughs> reading and as much prep as I could, but it was still relatively unknown. It was an unknown quantity, like uh, yeah, and it really did kind of I remember the nerves when I got off the plane in Lukla and I couldn't yeah. tell if I was suffering altitude or having a semi-anxiety attack. <laughs> and I remember being like, it was strange. I was really excited, overexcited. And then I was I was tingly and I was like, oh, what's, what's going on? Yeah. And then I remember distinctly walking through the the arch at the, in Lukla at the yeah. beginning and joining the trail and you go immediately downhill and doing... <laughs> you know, and now I look back and I'm like, well, come on, like Dave, what was I worried about? Like, you know, it's nothing. Knowledge. But 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 that's why Experience. we do this because the difference yeah. between Dave then and the Dave now that wouldn't think twice about it is the knowledge and experience. So how do you get someone to feel like that where they haven't gone before? Do stuff like this. Talk about yeah. all these naughty things that can happen. Emily as well. If you can ditch the fear, what you gain in freedom. Yeah, I I've heard that before, but I mate, I Emily, bang on, mate. I actually wrote a post on this this morning. Maybe have to check it. Um, yeah, do you, do you write a lot, uh, or was it just social thing? But yeah, that's um, I love that. Great, great words. Yeah. Um, Karen said she liked the sunshine on that hot training again. <laughs> I know, Karen. I, I think I'm, my my sunburn's still recovering, mate. So yeah, it was uh, it was it was fun. I loved it. I mean, I'm never going to complain about the sun. I will. <laughs> I'll let Dave do that. Exactly. Bitterly. Bitterly. <laughs> but um, I got to be honest. I, I I kind of it's it's weird because if I if we go on every single training weekend we've ever done. I reckon 80% at least have had rain and wind, even though we do mm -hmm. it in the summer. I mean, it's, it's Wales, you know. The mountains make their own weather, but um, whatever it is, it was character building, and you learn something new every time. I've only done two dry ones. 
Wow, in all the ones we've done, all the ones you've done, I've done two dry. New package delivered. Oh, that's good. Yeah, my. That's, <laughs> do you know? Do you, no, no word of a lie. Do you want to know what they are? Yeah. It's relevant. Okay. New boots. No way. Yeah. What do you go for? So, should we should we segue into new boots? Well, so, I mean, uh, we did a quick last week, right? A Cotswold, but um, it's okay, Dave. So, yeah, no, I'll show you what I've bought. Anything different to main balls? I'm a bit worried. I'll show you what I bought. So we sorry about the disruption. But... We're, we're, no, no, they, they, <laughs> they want to know. I know, I know. Oh, where is it? Um, I ordered it from Jackson Sports, which is a website. Do you remember what you bought? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm struggling to remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> what make? Maindle. Okay. So basically, I've always, I've always, of course, I've always felt like the my Maindle Bhutans. Yeah. People are going to think I'm so fickle going back, but I've I love my Mendel Bhutans. I've always thought they're, they're the yeah. Wide, wide so fit. Well, it's actually a common problem with Mendels, isn't it? Yeah. So Mendels yeah, yeah. are a narrow boot. They've never rubbed ever. I've never had a blister, but they do feel quite tight. Yeah. And I remember once I told Andy about this. I yeah. wore my boots onto the plane. I took them off while we were flying, and I couldn't get them back on. Um, I like feet small. I, yeah, yeah, I had yeah, to yeah. pretty much like force them in, and it wasn't great. And when we were up in the Cotswold place, the guy told me Mandel do a wide fit and they do an equivalent to the Bhutan. Yeah. So I've ordered the Mandel Men's Adamello, Adamello GTX wide fit. Oh, that's a mouthful. Yeah, so, okay. so and if you look, a process link, and if you look, it looks very similar to the Bhutan. Slight variation. Slight yeah, variation. So a bit, a bit, a bit more toe protection, which I don't mind because I've scubbed the toe on mine. Yeah. And the sole is made of like this kind of cork stuff. Which Let's I've... pop the link to, to the guys because I know we were and we were talking on the training weekend, um, and I think Zach actually who, who actually got a different version of Mandels because he was fitted in Cotswold Outdoor in Cardiff. Yeah. Um, and he, when he was trying to try the Mandel Bhutans, the classic ones, they were just too tight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick said boot porn. I kind of feel like is that what this is? Um, I'm sure. Hopefully, that the bots with Facebook won't mute us because we just said porn. Shall I just post the Jackson links? Like, if, yeah, go on. Yeah, because yeah, I like. Do you, you know what? Like, I I looked at all the post normal. The I looked yeah. at all the normal places, and um, Jackson's uh, sorted me out, and it okay. arrived. Like, I ordered them yesterday, and it arrived next day. So I posted a link in the chat. Yeah. And I'm going to get the guys then to repost it in here. Nice. I think it might be Vicky now or Lauren because I know that they're tag teaming with a guy. Vicky! <laughs> wow. Maybe. Let's have a look. Moved over to Salawa Crow GTX. You know what? Salawa, um, quite a lot of Evertrek has had them on the train with them as well. Yeah. Um, very useful. And yeah, Lucy was asking. Oh, uh, sorry, I mentioned it. I certainly rained on EBC training in Wales in 2019. Oh, mate, that. Lucy, that training weekend, that wind on the Sunday. When we were like literally blown in the wind, that was that was epic, absolutely epic. But I hope it served you well on your your future adventures, mate. Because I know you've uh, EBC, Killy. Now what's next? I'm going to segue into safety. Okay. George McDonald makes a good point. Good yep. insoles make a world of difference. I'd agree. Managing an injury, I have a knee injury. Yeah. I have always had a knee injury, but my my good knee used to be my bad knee. Then <laughs> it got promoted when I had the accident. Yeah. There we go. Thanks and um. I used to quite kind of struggle with boots, right? And what would happen is if I had a, a poor set of boots that weren't supporting me properly and, and rubbish yeah. insoles, yeah. your feet move. If your feet move, your knees move. If your knees move, your hip moves. Yeah. It, 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 it works all the way up. It sounds like a song. Dude. All the way up to your, yeah, it's, it's similar, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I got a good pair of boots, which was the Mandel Bhutan. Um, and then I got some Superfeet Trailblazer insoles. 40 pound for insoles is a bit eye-watering. But honestly, what's the cost of slipping? Yeah, my feet do not move in those things. You yeah, can put yeah, me yeah. on a really, really steep decline. I'll be walking down. And when I put my foot down, my foot doesn't move in there and it's planted. And that's a combination of the yeah. insole. And you know what? It helps keep the strain off my knee. It helps keep the strain off everywhere <coughs> else. And it enables me to move more confidently on the loose terrain. Yeah. Um, so good boots really do make a difference. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, they're about everything that's linked to your feet. Um, you know, because if you ever go for any sort of like physio or anything or chiropractic, they always link something back to something, don't they? If you have a back pain, it's probably your hamstrings. Mm -hmm. Or, if, you know, if you've got an achy neck, actually, it could be the way you walk. It's mad. But you're right. You know, having the right insoles, having the right boots and, and make sure the grips are good is managing your safety. Yeah. Because giving you more confidence when you're hopping across rocks, when you're going across uneven terrain or slippery terrain, you've got boots that you're not thinking about that you know are good, and you've got good grip on them. Yeah, you know, and the rest of your body is is kind of in line with it. Then it limits the danger. Hundred percent. And um, 
there's a really good comment there from yeah, yeah. Wayne Armitage, correct lacing, hey, 100%. Yeah. I had to learn a new lacing technique that I've talked about a few times. It's been filmed a few times. Yeah. I think it's going to be filmed again. Every training weekend, I always do the same thing. Um, and I did it on Went the last, well. I did it on the last live, actually. You did in Cotswold. In Cotswold. So I if you go, but, I think you understand. So yeah, you did it. Yeah. So Wayne, if you, it, yeah, when then you got in the sleeping bag. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So you Wayne, got me back. Yeah. So Wayne, if you jump on the last video, you'll see how I lace my boots. Yes. Um, and the way I lace them is, is, is it, it just gives me the right. It, it, it's kind of not too tight on the upper ankle. The the tight and the security comes from sort of lower down, just above the kind of the tongue area. Yeah. Um, it's a good system. I recommend it. But there yeah. are loads out there depending on what you want to what you want to get out of it. And Mark Slater came back from BBC two weeks ago, had the Mandel GTX boots. I could not have wanted better footwear for the trip. Yeah, mate. They, they make a good range of boots, don't they? I mean, I, and, and again, we, we talked about equipment a lot last week, but there's so many different types of boots out there. And yeah. sometimes getting a fit in is the only way to kind of go out. But you you know, you you get the staff in Cotswold or whatever you buy, they, they will recommend certain ones because they become popular. Obviously, the, the Mandels, like we were chatting to uh, Cotswold Outdoor in, in Brecon. And they sell a lot of Mandel Bhutans now. I'm not sure why. You never know. Could uh, might have a little influence on that. But I think it's also a reason that uh, you know, like UK wide, worldwide, they're just good boots, um, good solid mm -hmm. boots. But they're not the only ones, you know. Especially if you've got wider feet. Dave's found you know a slightly wider version. But the Salomons, the Salowers, you know, North Face, you know, there's just Burghaus. There's so many different boots mm -hmm. out there that um, you know, Lasportivas, Scarpers. I could go on. I've got some Lasportivas. Yeah, they're, 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 just, my, they're good. They're my B2s. Yeah. Uh, be taking them on Killy. Um, what do you reckon, Ash? Should we dive into some cues? Because we've, yeah. we've had a few in. <coughs> but before we do as well, sorry, guys, just a, just another another thing. Because if you, um, I know we've already announced this, but I may as well throw it on as well. Because we um, we started doing, uh, last week I put a little post about Langtang. Because, um, you know, I, we'd watched the uh, the Aftershock documentary. In, in in the true transparency, we, we'd actually come up with an itinerary a couple of years ago and haven't really yeah. launched it because of COVID and, and other things. Um, and so we, we kind of re-looked at that and chat with the guys in, in, in Nepal and we're like, right, but let's go, let's go for it. So we've put a little itinerary there, 11-day trekking itinerary um, that's now live on the website. You can go in there and have a look at the itinerary. It's not a guide for it yet. I know the majority of the trips. So I wanted to just get it out there because, um, you know, we, we haven't got many dates. We had a lot of interest for it. So we've got two dates for next year, two dates for 2024. Um, you know, little offer over the next, uh, I think it's six days left. So until Monday, if you use Langtang 200, you get a couple of hundred pounds off if you book that particular trip. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely have a look at it. It's a, it's a really nice route. Um, the actual Langtang area was um, actually the third most popular area in Nepal trekking prior to the 2015 earthquake. Um so, you know, it's, it used to be very, very popular. Now it's not, which is kind of nice. You know, go into an area that's, uh, you know, quite quiet. The infrastructure is now there. Um, you know, if you've watched the documentary, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Aftershock, um, Everest and the Nepal earthquake, I think it's called. Something like that. But I uh, highly recommend it. But, yeah, if um, one of the Yetis can drop the link to the Langtang trip, um, like I said, it's 11 days. I think it's 1,795. Uh, 200 pound deposit and you can just have a little look and yeah if you're interested any questions around it um you know i'm certainly going to be doing that trek it looks awesome um i say personally we haven't been there yet but we know that um you know it's a popular area you know speaking to our team you know they've had guides who have done it many many times um, and it's yeah i mean it's got its advantages we're talking about dangers yeah um you know of, of high altitude trekking one of them is the weather the delays yeah. Um, and actually, it's it's the closest trekking area to Kathmandu. So it means you don't have to prepare for flights. Um, obviously, it's, it's a long drive. It takes about sort of several hours to actually get to the start of the trek. And then you trek for a few hours before you get I, to the first spot. I think it's not as long as Ramachap, though. So, no, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. being in Nepal and the news telling us, so we should go to Langtang. Yeah. And we were looking at it. And um, yeah, we had the itineraries. We had everything. And then COVID hit, we had other priorities, so we never really got around to it. And then we were yeah. watching the documentary and we just thought, do you know what? It's such a beautiful place, so stunning yeah. and not, you know, nicely remote, high altitude. <coughs> Excuse me. You yeah, know, yeah. it ticks all the boxes. And um, yeah, so glad gladly we got yeah. it launched. I'm really excited about it because it's on me my too. it's on my Nepal bucket list, you know. Yeah, same here. Um, same here. And it's and, and you know, the big part of it, um, you know, because it was a powerful documentary, is actually helping the locals um you know like they used to obviously get a lot more visitors back in the day now they don't i think it's a good reason to go there um 
you know, you've got absolutely the views are outstanding. You know, they challenge the Annapurna and the Everest regions. And, you know, yeah, it's 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 a cool trip. And uh, Karen hit the nail on the head there about, you know, you could do maybe Chitwan for a few days afterwards. So you've, you've still got a couple of weeks trip. Yeah. Anyway, something to think about. Um, thought I'd uh, mention it on the live again. Um, but yeah, sorry, Dave. Questions? Uh, I think you should answer the first one. Because right. remember when you went to Peru and I stayed, I stayed in Wales. You did. Yeah. yeah so there's a question about Peru. So I was wondering if you might just take that one. That's that only one because mentions. only because I stayed in Wales. Okay. Um, what is the luggage allowance for Lima to Cusco or Cusco to Lima uh, if less than international flight? No. So uh, it's the same as uh, depending on the airlines, but the internal flights, twenty three kgs. Um, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, mine was a little bit over that, and they didn't charge me. Uh, I think I had like 26 kg. You shock me, and okay. I, I, took, I took my camera gear. I need yeah. to get some footage for the other triggers. You know? I've lifted his back before one time to put it on the lift. And um, I, I got away with it. I smiled and I said hello, and it doesn't always work, but I um, they let me off three kg. So yeah. I was happy about that. But 23 kgs if you're if you're if you're sticking to it, um, Rich. I hope that helps. Awesome. Um, absolutely Taylor. love Peru as well. Oh. Just 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 around Peru off. Like, Is it nice? Um, I was chatting to to Doug actually last night. My dad, Spud. Oh no, no, Scottish Doug. Scottish Doug. Uh, and he really wants to go to to Peru in the next sort of uh, yeah. two or three years. And um, we were just talking about the trips and the differences between the Inca Trail and the um, obviously the Tomakea. We do both, um, but yeah, which are both are amazing. Um, and both itineraries are on the uh, the website. I'll go in and have a little look. You can see the, the variances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just can't wait to get out there. Yeah, I so. can. I it's on my. It's, it's, a it's definitely place. on my lovely bucket place. list to get head, head back out there. Yeah. I'm not sure which one I want to do. I'm torn now between Tomakea and the Inca Trail. I reckon I'll probably do the Tomakea first, first, just yeah, because yeah. It, it's worth it. I what I, I like the idea of the remoteness. Yeah, um, and I think I'd be happy enough arriving in Machu Picchu. However, you know, I'd be one of those people that's just happy to see the ruins. Yeah, and do my trekking in the mountains. I don't know, but then the Inca Trail has a like, history. <laughs> I don't know. I it don't is know. really cool when you you're kind of there, and you know, I think the Inca Trail is marketed as, as like that's the only place the Incas ever visited, right? There's not. Like, there's loads of Inca trails. Mm. <laughs> there's loads around. Mm. And you know, like obviously on the Tomakea route, you go in on parts of the Inca trail there um, that were used by Incas that were the trade routes. Um, the same in the other route, you know. It's, it's such a big place. I'll, I'll create the Newportonian trail. <laughs> I don't think there's any in Newport, mate. No, no, I'll, I'll create it. You create it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll create it. Um, that's that's going to be the next one then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, following the steps of yeah. Newport, boy. Um, Nick Taylor, do you anticipate yes. Mount Everest summer trips? Asking for a friend. Nick, appreciate your friend asking. Uh, 100% is on the, it's, 100%, it's, it's, it's in the future. 100% is yeah. in the future. It's um, it's something that I yeah. want to achieve personally. It's something that Andy wants to achieve personally. Yeah. Um, I've probably got to put a good year of training in to be physically ready for the challenge. Um, and then it's about how we set that thing up. That's a whole other board game. Um, well, it's to be honest, on the back of um, the crowdfunding that we're doing, uh, some of our one of our new trips. Um, is looking at higher peaks. Yeah. Um, so just something else to, to think about off the back of what we said earlier. Um, and again, if, if you weren't on the live, I know a few people have joined it. Do check earlier in the live. There's a link there. Um, does say capital at risk because when you're investing, capital at risk. See, TNCs. Um, nice but yeah, definitely um, have a look at that. If you want to pre-register for the crowdfunding. Again, it's something that we're doing um, when it comes to um, the future of the company. Um, and one of those is actually, um, you know, running 8,000 meter uh, trips. It's honestly, it's been on the agenda for years, um, and yeah, and obviously personally you want to do it, but we know ever trackers want to do it as well. Um, and you know, we've got ever trackers who want to go above Island Peak, and you know, what's next? You know, what's where, well, where yeah. do we go? And obviously, it's not for everyone because we know it, it's not going to be cheap. But if you want to do it, um, we're going to make that happen. 100. I want to take off an eight thousand. Do you know? Funny enough, I was, you know, I was booked to climb Manaslu. I know you were. Yeah, before we met. Before we met. Yeah, and then we had the. Um... Uh, it was the earthquake, mm. and my expedition got cancelled. Yeah. I trained like an astronaut for that trip. Did you? Um, two years of training. I met uh, Russell Bryce. Russell Bryce, yeah, yeah, from Hinex, yeah. Himalayan Experience. Sure, documentary. Of, yeah, 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 one of the four leaders um, of the entire industry, and I uh, met with him at Paddington uh, yeah. in London at the bar. Chatting about my ambitions to climb, bar, right? yeah. <laughs> and I was chatting about my ambitions to climb an eight thousand meter mountain, and I'll be honest, I was a little bit like coy, and I didn't want to say like, "Here's me, I got no experience," but yeah. I didn't want to say to him, "I want to climb Everest." Great thing about Russell Bryce is like, so I said to him, "Oh, I want to, I want to climb an eight thousand meter peak," and he was like, "Oh, you want to climb an eight thousand meter peak?" And he says, "Which one do you have your mind on?" And I was like, "Well, 
I'm thinking based on the research, what would be achievable for me is something along the lines of Choi Oyu yeah. or Manaslu. Um, and he went, don't you want to climb Everest? <laughs> and I went, I couldn't That's help it. Sound right there, and I, I smiled and I went, well, yeah, I'd love to climb Everest. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And he was like, well, let's get you to the roof of the world then, Dave. And I was like, love it. really? And he was like, yeah, we'll get there. He said, you want to climb an 8,000 meter main? So right there and then I booked onto Manaslu, yeah. um, trained like a psycho um, and was and was ready, you know, not far off. I was about eight months away from departing. I was going to I was going to go to Chamonix and do some glacier training yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And then that happened. And then my jobs changed and everything went mad. But you know what? It's all been part of the journey because I wonder, would I be here now if it wasn't for that? Yeah. And I'd rather be here now with my future ahead of me than, than however it would have panned out. So it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think things happen for a reason. Um, certainly, but no, I, mean, I yeah, I hope Russ is all right as well. I know he's, he's, he's kind of suddenly oh, retired now. Isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's more into logistics and special projects and stuff. When okay. I was talking to him, he was making a, like some sort of high altitude glider or something like awesome. that in Bath. He's a really interesting um, guy. And, and, and I, the re one of the reasons I've always respected him, regardless of how he comes across on film, is that he's never lost a client, which in 35 years on 8,000 meter peaks is like unprecedented. Yeah. Um, so a lot of respect in in that way. Obviously, there's um, you know, uh, you know, they, they watch the Sherpa documentary. You'll probably know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, which is also another really good documentary, guys. On a on a, a cold, crisp autumn evening. Yeah. Especially around Halloween. Um, this this week, got your outfit ready for Friday. Wait a minute. What were you dressed up as? Dave from Evertrack. It's fair. He's a, he's a, he's a, that's a good costume. I'm always, I'm, I'm always Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm a grumpy dresser upper, <laughs> aren't I? I don't, I don't. It's all good, Dave. I got a, don't worry, I got the, I got the booby prize if you haven't got that bit. It's fine. Uh, yeah, usually a booby prize. The last, remember, <laughs> that, uh, last Halloween party I was at at your house was the day before I went to EBC. That's right, yeah. That was in October 2019. Wow. And uh, then, like, literally, we were having a bit of a Halloween party, but the next day I had to be at Cardiff Airport at 5 30. Yeah. And um, what way to start an expedition? Um, <laughs> Sorry, we, what, is, uh, what, what, what other questions have we got? Georgie Clark. Like, yes. Um, so, yeah, Georgie, I think we, we, we got on the top of this. I think there was, um, obviously, Georgie was over in uh, Nepal recently. Um, and, yeah, I know there was, uh, obviously, I think it was a bit of a slip, Georgie. I, I can't remember what exactly what happened. But, yeah, I think he was mentioned there about there was a lot of rain. Some of the land was unstable. And, you know, Georgie, admit, you know, it's, yeah, definitely something that was out of the blue and unplanned. Right, mate? Uh, but I hope you're okay. Um, and yeah, and you know, obviously, Georgie, definitely sort of back to you. Like, like, how are you at the moment, mate? Uh, if you're still on the live, I hope you are. Um, yeah, and and what would uh, was there anything you do differently? Was there anything that you know any advice around that? Um, just you know to share with the rest of the, the Evertrackers, mate. But yeah. firstly and for, uh, first and foremost, I hope you're okay. Emily Cathill has asked a couple of questions. Hey, Emily. Um, and it's all about hey, entry into Nepal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just remember you had an actual legit quite you're they're all legit. They're all legit. Um, the health declaration form that you have to fill in for landing in Nepal, questions regarding that. It asks for travel details for 30 days. Yeah. Do you have to put the flight details out? Um, so in your case, Edinburgh to Doha, Doha to Kathmandu. Yeah. Uh, potentially, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I think they're more concerned with what your journeys are going to be when once you've landed in the country. Yeah. Um, but if there is a spot for that, I'll have to refresh my memory. But I would say there's no harm in giving them that information. It doesn't affect anything. Um, <clears throat> second one, um, you tested positive for COVID in December 2020. Do you have to tick the have you tested positive box? No, you don't. Um, really, yes. what they're referring to is recent Recently. or current yeah. uh, positive tests. Um, whenever you're dealing with Excuse stuff me. like that in the poll, it always, yeah, it is so not it's there and then. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. there and then. So yeah. um, if you click yes, you have, then they're likely going to um, further test you and and require you you know, to have extra scrutiny. If you're currently negative. Um, and you haven't tested positive, then no, you, you the answer is no. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's uh, that's helped you. Out. I was just reading some of the comments then. Um, let's have a look. I think Lucy was mentioned, uh, just going back to both uh, hand luggage, uh, hand luggage weight. I was over on hand luggage, just swung my bag over my shoulder and made it look light. Yeah, then grimaced when passing it through. Brilliant. I love those kind of tactics, but uh, yeah, Luce, I'm with you. Um, I've done something similar, mate. So uh, yeah, whatever works, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think Mark, uh, just uh, mentioned as well. Uh, I was looking at uh, trips, but after doing EBC, it was tough in places. How much tougher is the Ring of Fire? That's a really good question. So yeah, Mark, um, obviously Everest yeah, is, is a toughie. I mean, all, all the trips are tough in their own right. I'd say in terms of the altitude profile, the trekking part of it 
it's probably more or less the same, if not a little bit easier. The only thing that will be difficult is when you climb Cotopaxi, because mm -hmm. that is on um, you know glaciated terrain. Uh, you will be wearing uh, ice axe crampons um, if needed, because it depends on the terrain. There will be like fixed ropes, but the the trekking part of it, um, you'll be you'll be just fine. Um, now, obviously, talking about altitude in terms of height, Cotopaxi is near enough six thousand meters, so it's a little bit higher than EBC. I'm not sure if you climb Kalapatar, but yeah, so it's not a million miles off that. Um, but yeah, 100%. Ring of Fire Trek is absolutely, you know, awesome. Um, you know, it's been very popular. We, we've got the other one, which is Summits of Fire, which is uh, definitely a lot challenging because, you know, you're talking sort of three or four peaks there, near enough 6,000 meters, and, you know, in 12 days. So imagine sort of three or four killies in in that time. So it's a beast. Summits. <clears throat> I know. That was when we built that yeah. one, we were like, it's a dark, that's horse, a dark horse. But that's why we released, you know, we, we, we understand. We, we always want to tweak things and make things right, especially for the community, because then the Ring of Fire is more achievable. It is, um, you know, also a great trip and it's right. And you get to see lots of, you know, the remote Andes in Ecuador. Um, don't forget as well, if you are going out there. Um, You're a remote Andy right now. <laughs> They're looking at you remotely. <laughs> they are actually. That's very good, mate. Bloody yeah, yeah. You like strong, you like that one. It's just because I, I was getting a bit hot, so I was uh, no, I'm taking it off and I'm ready. Is that it now? Yeah. Um, uh, it's fighting spirits back, but no. So if you're looking at Ecuador as well, don't forget you can do the Galapagos. We just released probably last week, I think, or a week before. We we did um, I think it's about five six days. You can island hop. If you are going out there, just to tag on at the end, just to kind of throw that out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're a diver, if you like snorkeling, if you like just relax on the beach. Galapagos Islands. Um, great yeah. step. What's next? Uh, Karen Bardetti has said, Karen. people said it's short, so is there anywhere <coughs> else to add on? I think she's talking about Langtang, unless she's being rude. Um, oh, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Karen, you know, you're a Nepal expert now. So <laughs> um, it is 11 days, but to be honest, that might suit some people because yeah. 15 days tends to be, you require more than two weeks off work and people tend yeah. to like to book work off in a week or two weeks. So it actually fits quite nice. It's like an intermediate length trip. They're, yeah. they're actually quite popular because it means you can book two weeks off, do the 11 days in Nepal, yeah. uh, have an extra day and got back. Or you can add on, you can go to Chitwan. You can do... Pokhara. Pokhara, yoga retreat. Yeah, there might you, be some more add-ons that we're releasing very soon. Looking into things like rafting. Yeah, bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. Skydiving. Um, even bungee jumping without the rope. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, bungee jumping with this guy. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's something we want. Yeah, no, no. yeah, it was good. I know this is the dangers of altitude trekking. Yeah, exactly. But that's the danger, dangerous of jumping out. Yeah, that's the that's the dangers <clears> of gravity. Of gravity. I don't like it. Oh, you will never, ever get me to do a bungee jump. <laughs> I will gladly walk up a mountain that I know is dangerous, but yeah. I'm not. What I don't like about this, Andy. You know when you go to like Australia uh, or whatever, these places where bungee jumping seems to be really popular. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm in good hands. I don't want to feel like the person tying the rope to my leg is some guy on a gap here. You know, like, <laughs> yo, dude, just earning a couple extra quid, but yo, just right, jump. Right, okay. Not I was going to I, I want I want a soldier, mm. someone who's been in the military with a, with a military <laughs> approach to safety. Is that what it is? Because I've seen too many go wrong on YouTube and stuff. You yeah, know? but what about all the ones that went right? The, the, the fat hundreds of thousands you don't see. Yeah. And do you know what? I'll be more than happy <laughs> to let those go. No, it's not. <clears throat> not for you. Not it's it, all good, Dave, but at least you've made a decision. Also, if I attach a rope <laughs> to my ankles and then yeah. I jump off, my knee's going to implode as soon That's as it. Like, yeah. I think it's a lot of things will implode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Um, right, what else we got there? We got any, uh, I think Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Football as well. Um, got wide Alberg boots fitted for killy great but the grips let me down Ooh, wasn't the greatest boot for my last descent any ideas to improve grip tracy to be honest any boot on that last descent is tough um because it's it's so it, it's so mixed uh, especially when you get lower down into the jungle if you've had a bit of rain it's quite slippery isn't it on the mud um but i think a lot of boots you know it doesn't matter what you wear unless you're wearing spikes you're going to slip yeah but yeah if the grips weren't good you know when you see a boot and it's got the words gtx next to it um, on any make. It just means that it's got a little bit better um, grip. Um, what I would recommend, though, just, you know, because I'm all, all about the specialist. If you want to go go into store, tell them this issue. And obviously, look out for the ones with GTX. Well, that would be my recommendation. But <clears throat> speak to them and say, look, I just want something with a bit more grip. Um, a bit of vibra grip. 
Yeah, Vibram Soul. Vibram, I know Contagrip, and then Conti Michelin Rip. got their own version but there. Vibram's probably the most popular, I think, in it's terms the of the grip. Gore-Tex is like the um the Gore-Tex line in it, GTX yeah. is the line in. Yeah. But they tend to be high-level boots because they're expensive. Yeah, it's just the, you know, like if they've got any form of uh, grip, um, you know, and, and, and if it's a big thing because we go back to what we talk about managing danger and managing your feet. You know, if you if that's something that's in, on your mind, you know, what well, you know what it's like when something's on your mind, if you're thinking about slipping, you're going to slip. So if you need to change boots so you're not thinking about it, yeah, I think I think you should. You should. That last descent, though. It's hard. There's it? not. A, yeah. a, if you want to make the last one right to the bottom of the gate, mm. it's so slippy there. Yeah. Like I've heard of guides slipping and like breaking their arms. I slipped and nearly took out about three people. There's yeah. not yeah. much that you could do there other than put crampons on that would make much of a difference. Yeah. Um, but grippy boots. Yeah. Honestly. <clears throat> really, Karen's asking me to make a bet to do a bungee jump. Uh, uh, the only thing I'll bet you is I will, I will bet you any amount of money that I will never do one. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, with regards to boots and grip and things like that, poles are probably the best thing you can do to add grip to your boots yeah. um, and stuff like that, or yak tracks or something like that. Are they still, are they still around yak tracks? Yeah, I think mean, there's loads of different various, uh, versions of them now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Nick, you are bang on, mate. I was, I, as you were saying it, I was you thinking. Were, you were thinking vibram souls, I think. Yeah, I was thinking there's certain things about. I, I don't know why that, that was an old uh, version that I was looking at. That's why I subtly. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I, 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 it's good. I, I like being corrected because you know we don't know everything. No, we but don't. you know we're good. We, we don't have some things, but yeah, there's um, Nick. Thanks, mate. I remember that now. <laughs> I think GTX. I think they mean by Castrol and therefore very slippery. Brilliant um no but guys look just around today i hope that was a little bit useful i know we're coming to the end now was it 20 minutes past um you're talking about you know certain things that happen on treks being aware of them taking personal responsibility just being aware that things do happen and they can and you you've been okay with that um you know i think is, is a big thing and you know it, it, it where you're going as well um you know your thermal countries that you know a lot of the countries we operate in are not westernized like like here in the uk um you know all around europe or north america australia trying to think of all the other um places but yeah so so do be aware of that and get comfortable with that you know and, and dave have you got any last bits of you know, final word before we um i think yeah the you know training the body is 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 good yeah but you know where the body fails the mind can succeed and i honestly think nice. that by training the mind and also expecting it to be an adventure yeah. It's not a scripted journey with everything laid out exactly as it's going to happen beforehand. Yeah. Things can change. Script is being is it's not so much of a script as a as a loose plot. And the day-to-day <laughs> -day script is being written every day by you, depending on where you go, how you do, what the land decides. And um, yeah, I think if you go into it with that mindset that this is an this is an unexpected journey. Yeah. And uh, I'll know what I've expected by the time I'm done, you know. And love it, yeah. love it. Uh, Wayne Armitage, I will answer this one. How strong is the coffee on EVC worth taking some decent beans? You know what? There's um, about an hour outside Lukla on your way to um, Facting on the first day. There's a little village called Sheplong. There's an awesome coffee shop there. There's also an amazing, uh, this bus plenty in, in Namche. And on every stop, pretty much, there's a um, uh, what they call a German bakery. Which have amazing coffee so yeah i mean we've taken some um in in the tea houses not so much because it's just normal coffee you know the ones that, that you kind of mix um sometimes there's only the sachets so if there's anything like that and you are a coffee lover take your own because i like my coffee but you know what if there's things and that are not there that i usually like i tend to just try the local stuff um and it works out like there's loads of different drinks you've got um uh, obviously, you've got all the different teas. You've got uh, milk coffee, or you've got coffee with milk. They're on the menu. That's two different types. And I, I wonder how yeah. what the difference is. Hot lemon. Uh, you know, you've got ginger tea. You got, you've oh, got masala tea. You've got loads of different. Honey, styles. lemon, ginger, ginger, lemon, honey. Yeah. And um, lemon, ginger, honey. That's right. They're my three <laughs> favorites. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Enjoy a nice one. Enjoy a nice I don't one. Know what it is with you, coffee folks? You can't handle it, can you? Coffee's coffee to me. Coffee. Well, we do like a good coffee. I right? like coffee. Coffee connoisseur. I do. I do like coffee, but yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I guess I, I. I suppose I know it's that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So you're into you, your bikes. Do you know it's my coffee? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> you know there are certain things I know are going to happen when I travel with Andy, and I wait for them. Right. As soon as we get into any airport, he's going to need two things: 
a wee and a coffee. <laughs> and uh, usually <clears throat> it's, it's hydration. And, and, and they, hydration. it happens in this order. Get off the plane. Right then, Dave, quick, get a coffee. And then as we're on our way to the coffee, you'll go, just quick pee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like... Yes, uh, packs me up. And you, 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 all my friends, you and John are the worst. Like, yeah. we'll be driving on the boat. We actually pull off a quick peek. Yeah. <laughs> ten minutes later, so ten minutes. Not gonna lie, Dave. <laughs> Need to go again. Hot and bongo one day, I think. <laughs> Hot and bongo. Um, look, guys, look, I, I hope it's been great today. Uh, I know we've gone off on, on numerous tangents, but I hope it's been useful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, do look out for more details regarding some of the announcements we made today. We'll be putting them on social media and emails. Yeah. Um, any questions, just drop us a message. You know where we are. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. All the best, guys. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in? But I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye